What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Burks Radio. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and it's just me and Mary this week, which is weird because I feel like it's me and Barely sometimes. Mary's been, it's, I think it's only been one other time it's just been me and you. How you doing? Um, I don't know. It's weird as fuck being without <laughs> Baylor. It feels not right. Yeah, I does. feel like I'm cheating on him. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel off for sure. Um, shout out to Baylor who uh who, who couldn't make it tonight, but our uh our thoughts and prayers definitely go off to him. Before we get into the topics this week, uh, Mary, there's this little thing called the presidential election that happened uh, the day before this. It's still going on, I guess technically because all the votes haven't been counted. Um. But things things are looking pretty good right now for Joe Biden. Uh, what just I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but uh, as as everything stands right now, how are you feeling overall? I am not counting my chickens before they hatch. Um, and honestly, it's just too damn close everywhere. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like not for nothing, but and I know this is cliche and we're hearing this a lot, but truly. America is the loser tonight <laughs> or last night. This all feels like Groundhog Day. So, um, but honestly, you know, it's kind of like in the versus battles where it was like the culture won. Like yeah. this feels like the culture lost <laughs> and the culture being American, American culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like <laughs> we should not be this split down the middle on such crucial differences. Um, I mean, the I don't know, for me personally, it really, you know, four years ago when Trump won, you know, obviously I'll never forget that feeling. Um, and it was a shock, but it was like, okay, when I did speak to my Trump supporting friends and family that I've now disowned, but anyway, <laughs> uh, back then when I spoke to them, you know, they had reasons that I could kind of understand, even if I don't subscribe to myself, right? Like, okay, fiscal policy, taxes, you know, blah, blah, even healthcare to an extent, because a lot of people felt like they were paying higher significantly for Obamacare. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. At this point, after what this excuse of a president slash man has done in the past four years and the division that he has caused, for anyone to vote for him at this point, for me, it's unconscionable. And I... So now I am at the point where I'm like, we will be parting ways because you're showing me what the fuck you care about and who you are as a person. So honestly, the fact that this race is so close to the point where it's damn near two days later and we still don't know who it is, mm -hmm. you know, like it's that's kind of concerning for me for sure. that half of the country. I mean, my thing is this, even if you don't care about social justice, at the very least, the way he handled the pandemic should have been a universal turnoff for everyone, mm -hmm. no matter what your beliefs outside of that are. And it's like his cult following, basically <laughs> he managed to convince them that COVID was a hoax. And now they're out here with no masks and, and moving just like he was. So I don't know, man, it's, it's not like I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Even if Biden wins, it's not like a win to me. It's like a thank God because who wanted four more years of that shit? But this isn't like, yay, now we, I, I'm not feeling like so hopeful that we're moving in the right direction as a country. Yeah. I mean, I think um, for me, the way that I look at it is regardless of how it happened, it's good that it happened. Uh, but now some serious work needs to be done, not only from politicians, but I think as a culture, we need to look at ourselves and we need to look at. Um, and specifically, when I say the culture, I'm not even talking about American culture. I'm talking about our culture, the hip hop, the black culture, because if this hasn't done anything um, 
then shown people, hey, you need to pay. You need to be paying attention to more than just during the presidential election. But outside of that, like what we can do when we're focused and we and we do uh, vote unanimously and, and together. But this whole thing, we need to stop getting in this in this uh, mindset of it being us just voting against someone. We need to get together and voting for someone and knowing what we're going. It's easy when you're just a like after the last four years, it's easy to say, I don't want that again. Right. And when, when it was Obama, it's easy for some people to say I'm voting for whoever's black. But outside of that, as a community, we need to start paying more attention. Um, and the way that this election falls out and I kind of, and I tweeted this out is that it's kind of the best of, of both scenarios, right. For, for everyone. And I, by that, I mean, the people who wanted Trump to get out of there looks like that's going to happen. The Trump supporters are going to claim all the controversy they can about votes and everything else. So they have something in their mind that they can point to. But at the end of the day, what the hell are we going to do going forward? And that's what needs to happen. We need to hold our politicians accountable. And the most dangerous thing about Trump was that he showed he was not account. He didn't want to be held accountable for shit. He wanted to do things his way. Sometimes when it wasn't even within his power or the law, somebody that dangerous needs to get the hell up out of here. And so I'm glad that it seems like that's what's happening. Well, all I got to say is that I would pay to be a fly on Mike Pence's head right now because, <laughs> you know, he is tantruming and, and yeah. wilding out. I mean, I saw some of the White House uh, reporters, um, you know, tweeting that they were instructed that, you know, Trump will not be talking to anyone today and no one was going to make any comments on his behalf. But, you know, obviously he is locked in his room tweeting yeah. <laughs> as usual. And, and and that's the thing that I think and I get it. Not everything's counted. There's still a possibility things may we may put this episode out and by tomorrow things have completely changed. And this whole context of this conversation makes us look crazy. But (laughs) but the reason why I don't think that that's happening is because for the first time, Trump seems scared. And the fact of how quiet and what he has tweeted has been, it's all from a place of, for me, the way that I'm reading it is fear. He didn't expect this outcome to be what it is. And the fact that Pennsylvania was so in his favor and as more and more of those melons are are counted his lead has completely shrunk. I think it's less than 50,000 at this point with well over that left to be voted. Biden is winning 78% of all mail-in votes, not just there, but countrywide. When you think about that, that's huge. And that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of dope. So I guess there's some hope, (laughs) but yeah. Welcome to the breaks radio. We'll see. Let's 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 get into the topics. I, I I didn't want to bog it down too much, but I think we would have been uh, remiss if we didn't at least mention what's going on because that's what's in the news all over the place right now. But let's get into other news from our culture. The first one, uh, as much as you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about Lil Wayne officially endorsing Trump, which it seems kind of you know as, as things shaking out, we really don't have to talk about that part as much. But <laughs> it seems like his girlfriend has broken up with him. Uh, shortly after that endorsement of Trump. Mary, what do you make of it? I mean, good for him. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Now we're going right back into that conversation, but I think it must be said. Um, Lil Wayne is just one example of the coonery, and there's really no better term for it, um, that has been on full display with this election season. 
Um, you know, I mean, 50, which we did discuss in previous episodes, you know, he's a troll. So it was kind of like no one was really taking him seriously, except for the Republicans. They ran with that. But um, Lil Wayne and then right after Kodak Black, I guess from jail, I don't know, (laughs) decides to it's like not for nothing. Deplorables, right? Like they're even getting the deplorables of the culture. (laughs) Yeah, Little Pump, who, who Trump couldn't even say his name right said little pimp like it's all these motherfuckers i i want these people to be held accountable i want to see how they're going to rebound now because like the ice cube thing i love the way that ice cube went out and explained that and he when he was tried when he tried to be used by the trump campaign said oh hold on no that's not what's going to happen 50 for all his trolling when it came time to be serious he said that he did not endorse trump and was actually against it he made fun of little wayne but little wayne uh like you said kodak black Little Pump, who actually spoke at a fucking Trump rally, like all these motherfuckers, I can't wait to see what ha- what the culture, how they hold them accountable after all this is, is going on. And it may not happen. I mean, look at the world we live in, but I just can't wait to see what the response is to them after all this shit. Yeah. For real, though. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side of that, some positive news coming out of this is that LeBron James and Michael Jordan, uh, amongst others, paid $27 million in in court fees to allow felons in Florida to vote. This was something that just, I'm not going to lie, it made, it made me smile. Now, Florida did not end up going the, going the blue way, which, I mean, that's that's to be expected. It's Florida. But this, was, this is something that's huge. And surprisingly enough, I didn't see much news coverage of this. I've seen this on a couple of sites, but not that many people are really covering and speaking on this. What do you think about it, Mary? Um, I don't know. I lost my whole train of thought just now. <laughs> Sorry. It's one of those days, for real, for real. So my bad. But um, rejog my memory on what we were just talking about. <laughs> Michael Jordan I'm and LeBron sorry. James uh, paying $27 million in court fees for felons in Florida. So they yes. can vote. Sorry. And wasn't Bloomberg behind that, yep. too? Bloomberg was also Okay, yes. Um, here's my thing. Okay, so now we're going right back again <laughs> into this conversation. Florida, can we just, like, saw it off and, and let it float away? Because <laughs> um, Florida really continuously disappoints us. All kinds of weird shit comes out of Florida anyway. Um, and honestly, this was my first thought, right? So how do they know that these people who they're paying these fines for are actually voting and voting for, you know, progressive candidates? Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be my concern. I mean, listen, I think it's a dope thing that they did and it's about time that Michael Jordan gets involved too. So my hat goes off, kudos, all that. But I just feel like in light of now we see the results there. It's like, did, did that really make a difference? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, but it, it goes a step in the right direction. So 13,000 people were able to vote because of what Bloomberg, uh, LeBron and MJ did uh, amongst others. It's not just those three, but they were the, the main three figureheads behind it. And I mean, it would look bad in my opinion, if they only paid for ones to make sure that they voted there the way that they wanted them to. So I get I get where you're coming from, uh, and I agree with you, but it, I don't know. I don't know where to stand with this because LeBron James and his activism activism is something that you cannot take away from him at all. It's, oh, for real? It's, yes. It's, it's great that Michael Jordan is finally – and it took forever for him to start seeing the value that his name uh, carries and what he can do for, for, for shit like this. Again, this goes to show just how the divisiveness of Trump has made people wake up. Um, but overall, it's like 
Florida's I get why it needed to be done in Florida, but it's like it was going to be red regardless. Unless they unless they had planned on on doing it for every possible felon and had guarantees like I don't know anything you can do to get Florida to to not be red at this point. I mean, it's the Cubans and Venezuelans there. But that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for another day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, I I think it was a noble thing that they tried to do. I'm curious about how many votes Biden lost, um, you know, to Florida. Trump by in yeah. Florida. Was it 13,000? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, well, I think I think it's so, you know, I think in didn't. In this election cycle, California just passed a law as well, I think, yep, that now felons can vote. So I'm sure there's fees involved, but I like, let's go. I mean, again, though, we don't really need it there because California's already blue. So eh, I don't know. I, I really feel like this electoral college thing it needs is bullshit. It needs yeah. to go. Like, it's so contrite and at this point yeah that too like (laughs) yeah how people can win the the popular vote but not win that like i get it because after the last election i did a whole shit ton of research on it to understand it myself because i didn't um at that point admittedly but like i and i get it why people and i said this on my on my solo podcast i understand after the electoral college thing last election why people more people felt like their vote really didn't matter when you run into somebody winning the popular vote and just not winning the election but at the same time it's like Something needs to change. This whole, the, like I said at the beginning, this whole system needs to be blown the fuck up and we need to come up with something new. We need to defund the police and get rid of the electoral college all in one fell swoop. I agree. So, And I mean, the electoral college was really a way, it was rooted in, you know, a way to preserve the white vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because white men were not uh, anticipating slaves be, being uh, emancipated and able to vote. So... That really was the initial cause of it. And I think everyone should do some research on that. And it's like, well, since slavery is over, there's no need for this anymore. Yeah. So let's just, I mean, again, it's more, you know, the disheartening thing that I think people always forget is that our democracy was not really built in a true democratic fashion yeah. <laughs> and, and environment. So this system was really never set up for Black people, women, immigrants, which, you know, weren't really a thing at the time, but for any of us to actually, you know, successfully navigate through it. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but I just had to say that. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move off that. Uh, Something that more positive news. This is the I guess this is the first thing that we have that's not politic based on this list. Um, Rhapsody at the BET Hip Hop Awards won Lyricist of the Year. Uh, what do you think about a a woman being named as the lyricist of the year? And then what do you think that means that's going to mean, if anything, for Rhapsody's career? What do you think, Mary? I think it's dope. I think it's well-deserved. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably one of the, you know, unsung artists of our, you know, of this generation, for sure. Um, I know you give her a lot of props all the time. And I it's one of the things that when I first started doing the show with you, I was kind of impressed by because you don't really hear her come up in conversations about ill lyricists and, and artists during this time. However, I think this is going to do diddly squat for her career because, because I don't know. What do these award shows even mean anymore? Sorry to always get existential whenever we, t- we talk about things, but it's kind of true. Like, no, I mean you're right back in the day award shows were an event now no one even knows that they happened until after (laughs) so that's a fact uh it's it's, it 
<laughs> with with something like this, especially when it came, it comes from the hip hop awards and being named lyricist. It'd be different if it was like album of the year and people took note. Like I really, unfortunately, Rhapsody is just gonna be. I just really feel she's gonna be one of those artists that that some in the culture always respect what she can do lyr- lyrically, but she's never gonna have the mainstream success that she probably deserves. And it's not just because she's a lyricist. She's a, just a dope songwriter. Period. Um, mm-hmm. But she's she's probably just never going to get it. And that's unfortunate. And part of that is because she just wants to rap. She's not going to do all that extra shit. She's not going to put her body on display. She she's not going to be dancing in the videos because she's not a dancer. And like it sucks that that goes against her. But at the same time, I respect it because she's not selling out. She is focused on making the best music possible and keeping it pushing. I really feel like she's going she's like the female Pusha T. Pusha had more mainstream success because of the clips back in the day, but as a solo artist, people just don't really think of Pusha on that level. But I, I think that's what—that's who her career is going to be comparable to, in my opinion. I can see that. Yeah. I co-sign this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one, one other piece of news, and this one can get—I I don't know how deep this is going to go, but Common, who uh, he also has an album that he released. Uh, but he finally decided to break his silence on the Jaguar right situation. He didn't really say much about it. Um, I'm going to read the direct quote from him rather than put words or, or paraphrase it. But it's God bless J- Jaguar. I really don't have any negative thoughts towards her. I was for surely disappointed and hurt when she said what she said about me because it wasn't true. I know people have that have experienced sexual assault and that's not anything to just say if it's not true. But I also understand that she may be going through some things that I don't understand in all truth. I went through different emotions. I'm like, oh, man, why is she saying this? This is not true. How's this going to affect me? And that's the quote from Common. Um, what do you think about this, Mary? Um, I think he just called her a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so this is all very serious. It's like if she is lying, then he's absolutely right. You don't just especially in this climate, you don't just be going around me tooing people. Um, but if she's lying, if she's the one that's lying, then I mean, if if he I don't know, I feel like it's this is and I we've touched upon this before. The whole Me Too thing is really delicate, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like I think the protocol that's unspoken, but whatever, is that you're supposed to believe women now. Yeah. And I'm saying this as a woman, but, you know, like because women are often not believed or their opinions are, are downplayed and experiences. So. I think we're supposed to default to believing her, but then now that Common is throwing this in, it's like, I guess where where does this go? I mean, I mean, and it was so damn long ago too that it's like, is there a statute of limitations on these kind of things? I don't know. And it seems like it's it's pretty much died down too, just in general, um, which may have been strategic uh and smart to just kind of especially if it's not true to kind of just like because if you would have came out immediately and called her a liar right afterwards i think the vitriol against them would have been a little bit more than actually letting it die down some and then responding to it now i want to ask you something from this perspective and just because i think some people may ask this especially because my opinion is on it different um is different than, than what i'm about to say but for the people who say all right what's different than common addressing this right before he announces the album to what Tory Lanez did in the Megan Thee Stallion situation in the Daystar album release. Um, I, I'm going to take this one first, if you don't mind, Mary. I say that for me, the difference in this one is, is that Common was there to announce an album and was asked about it and spoke about it. 
He didn't use it to say, I'm finally going to address the Jaguar thing. And then when people came to show up, it was like, oh, I got an album dropping at midnight. So I think that right there makes it completely different, um, more so than anything else. It didn't feel like he was trying to capitalize and use his response to this as promotion for his album. It just felt like more so something naturally that came out while he's going to announce this album. What do you think, Mary? I agree with you. Um, And I also think Tory Lane's whole album was about that incident. (laughs) Like literally the album, the content was that incident. Um, Whereas, you know, like you said, Common was just addressing it as more of an afterthought instead of his album being focused on Mm -hmm. an accusation. So very different situations. (laughs) Exactly. I just wanted to, I I didn't feel like it needed to be said, but I know questions are going to come about because some people, some other people have made comments and people have asked that. So I just wanted to go ahead and get that out the way before people uh, come at me or come at us about it. So, uh, but that's it with that. Let's go ahead. We're going to get into our first break. We've got two albums to review today, maybe, because I don't know if we, if we both got a chance to listen to, to one of them, but we'll come right back after this. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, we're back from break. Um, next week we'll be discussing the Common Album. Uh, this week we're just going to focus on Buster Rhymes' uh, Extinction Level Event Two. We've 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 gone a lot of times on rants about artists who come out with a sequel to one of their their better known albums years down the road. Um, but what did you think about this album, Mary? Well, first and foremost, I'd like to say that it feels wrong for us to be doing this without Baylor. <laughs> um, so I just want to say that. But secondly. It did not disappoint. It was everything we all, I felt like it was everything we um, speculated it was going to be. Production was top notch. Buster came with the lyrics, with the flows. I mean, the features, like it was great. I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite albums of the year, if not favorite. Um, I mean, the joint with Kendrick, obviously, you know, didn't disappoint either. It's my favorite. Um, again, the production, the Michael Jackson, you know, from Jackson five days sample, um, and Busta's flow in that, like he just completely killed it. Um, so I have that on repeat. That's my joint of the album. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't even know what else there is to say. Like it's, this would get five mics for me or whatever five trash bags or how <laughs> I think less trash bags less is trash better, bags right? is better yeah <laughs> yeah so it gets no trash bags <laughs> like you said I I really don't have much to add this album did not disappoint at all the production the flows the features the the this is how you use features on an album every feature on this album felt in that they were cho- they were in the right place they were on the right song um everything just this felt like such a thought through album that he was strategic and how he, even down to the odb uh being on this album like it just all felt like it came to get like it's been so long since we last buster album i think was 2012 if i'm not mistaken um yeah I think and, so. and it really felt like before he released this album he really thought about how he wanted this to sound and he crafted what buster fans 
wanted from him at this at this point in time. And the good and the funny thing about Busta is, and I'm thinking about this while I'm listening to this album, is that Busta is really one of those like he's changed from the leader of the New Schools era a lot. But at his height of his popularity as a solo artist, he really hasn't had to change very much. Busta's flow, the t- the style of music he makes, it fits almost in every era that you want to put it in. And he's just, it, again, I know we said it last week, Busta is a rap god and people need to acknowledge it because there's not very many artists at all, no matter how great they were at their height, could deliver an album of this quality this late into their career. I completely agree. I co-signed this. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I mean, and we'll wait. Maybe we'll get more in depth uh, when, when Baylor's able to talk about it next week. So I'll throw it back on there because I definitely want to hear Baylor's opinions on it as well. But this is just something yeah. that you guys have not listened to this. If you think, oh, this is another uh, 90s, 2000 rapper who's just coming back out with the album, you need to listen to this. This is yeah. amazing. Um, and I don't use those words very lightly. So uh, definitely check that out. We'll we'll probably talk about it a little bit more next week when Baylor's back. Um, because it does it does feel weird talking about albums without Baylor. I need his excitement because you just right. know Baylor's exactly. excited about this album. Um, but and Baylor always has a curveball, right? Like sometimes I think I'll, I'll know how he's gonna respond, and then it's totally not that, and I'm like, what? Anyway. <laughs> definitely um so let's move on we don't have anything necessarily from tv and film this week but something that i saw and i know you probably saw too mary uh coming out of halloween that's tabria majors in this tribute to beyonce i don't know how much of a budget she had on this but she killed this thing did you get a chance to see it no oh my this is something you you need to highlight on yum i'm gonna send it to you as soon as we get off this call so you can watch it it's when I t- choreography on point, video quality on point, she killed every she did like it was like a, a, a 10 minute video where she did snippets of every Beyonce song and pulled it together in like a narrative. It's amazing. Amazing. So I'll send it so to wait, you. Was this like part of her Halloween? Yeah, this is her Halloween sh- thing. Costume? <laughs> yeah, we I got mean, a video. I guess so. I guess so. It's amazing. All right. You got to see it. It's it's weird to explain, but you got to you got to see it. And when you no, do, I believe you. But I'm just saying, like that's just doing a lot. Like I'll be damned if I'm, you know, gonna be. And listen, as a videographer, <laughs> a company video. If I if I did this for somebody, and just keep in mind, I'm not like Hollywood or whatever. Um, I would easily have charged close to ten thousand dollars for something like this. So I can only imagine what she paid. So. Well, that's some some real uh, flattery for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get into our second break. When we come back, we're going to end the show. We're talking about our top 10 Buster Rhyme songs and our verses. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast. Podcast. A weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! 
What? Sometimes people do like the opposite. All right, we're back from our second break. Um, as I threatened my dog. Uh, so Mary, <laughs> we're gonna be breaking down top ten Buster Rhymes songs and verses, respectively, for each of each of us. Unless you want to do five and five each, how do you want to do it? We should do five and five. I right, think that's fine. Let's do five and, and five. And again, this is like the worst because it's like Bay- we should guess what Baylor's would be. <laughs> I don't know. We need him here in spirit this, somehow. Baylor is so all over. There's no way I can guess Baylor. Like I, I couldn't do it um <laughs> i know but uh yeah so uh what do you want what's your what's your number five Ver- and say if it's a verse or the full song what's your number five damn it's hard to to really to start backwards but i'm not sure if he was the feature uh-huh. or she was but it's gonna be that joint with janet yeah. yes yeah she was the, she was the feature on that one i think i believe that was a buster rhyme song um oh. so are we also including the video in this too because Absolutely. that video was okay yeah yeah that... the video was sick i mean honestly he's the full package <laughs> like i feel like we're definitely you know like this is a busta appreciation podcast <laughs> <laughs> but and he deserves every fucking minute of it because he is he does the, yeah every yes but but i mean yeah the video like I really wonder how creatively involved he was with his videos because I felt like most of them were like directed by Hype Williams, who was the fucking man when it came to video direction back in those days. Um, and like they were just all like futuristic, next level. He would do choreographies and be like crazy animated characters. I don't know. It was just, it was everything. So that video was dope. Obviously, the song was dope. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm starting with. All right, cool. My um, my number five. This is a verse. Um, Buster's verse on "Hurt" by Ti still oh, to wow. this day gets me amp every fucking time I hear it. So, and that was late into his career, and he he murdered that verse. Um, it that, was for yeah, sure. That whole that whole song to me is just you can you can take off the other two verses. Just just give me Buster's verse on on that beat, and it's it's all I need. And it, she was amazing. All right, what's your okay. number four? That's, I feel like that's a bit of a an unexpected one, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your number four? So my number four is gonna be Wuha. Okay. Because I, that was like when I really um, I don't know. Like kind of, I, I was gonna say fell in love, but I don't wanna. <laughs> that might be strong, but that was when I really was like, okay, Busta, like he's entertaining. So that was, and I used to have that song on repeat in like middle school or fifth grade or something. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, um, another my, dope video too, by the way. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. My number four, um, his verse on Tribe Called Quest scenario. Uh see, that was gonna be my number three. Okay. Well, there you go. We'll just talk about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it again. That's it. Just shows the versatility because the way that Bust rapped on that is completely different than what we got in the fast rapping Buster days. But lyrically, that verse is bananas. I mean, first of all, lyrically, that whole song is bananas. Secondly, video there too. That was like the early days of videos, and I mean, that song slash video just gets you mad hype. Like yeah. to this day, you put that on in a party, and it's like we're all gonna be like pushing and <laughs> like yeah. um yeah i mean that was probably one of the first verses of hip-hop that i've ever memorized oh okay yeah dope, dope. yeah all right so that's so. number three so i guess we're on my number three now um you think as the person who put this damn topic list together i would have had my uh mind picked 
My number three, victory. It's him, been a rough week. Yeah, him, him, <laughs> him, and him and Big definitely. Okay. Yeah, even though he's only on the the verse. I mean, the chorus on that one, right? I'm I'm trying to remember what song you're even talking about. Which what song was this? Uh, victory. It was on oh. the Bad Boys. It was yeah. It was him, him, and Big. He was like to my people in the world. Where the yeah. fuck you at? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. For you. My number three, and this is probably you a more sentimental. Your number, your number two now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, my number two. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, okay, so my number two is going to be Give Me Some All. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, so again, video crazy. Um, That beat, that beat is like insane. I don't know who produced it. Well, Flip Mode, yeah. right? Or wasn't that who? I don't remember who the producer was, so I can't even... I don't know if we can credit him with that beat, mm-hmm. but I will say he murdered it. Um, and it's funny because just last week I pulled it up to show my daughter because that song was sampling um, a horror movie that obviously since it was Halloween last week, we've been hearing yeah. hearing that, that you know, the original. And I was like, yo, you got to hear what Buster Rhymes did to this, though. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's going to be my number two. Okay. Uh, my number two, put your hands where my eyes can see. Damn. And that was going to be my number one. Number but one. I'll pick another, I'll pick an honorable mention okay. since you did that. Go ahead. And it's just a, it, I mean... It's everything that we said about Bus. The video was dope. The song's amazing. Yeah. The beat's bananas. His flow on it is sick. Um, it, it's it. That was the song where I and I don't remember how old I was when that song came. I don't remember the year or whatever. But that's when I noticed Buster Rhymes, and then everything else, even the stuff before that technically came before that, I started finding. But I, that's like the first song of Buses that I can remember that I had memorized from start to finish and I could not get it out of my head. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, listen, and, and I mean, the tribute to coming to America mm-hmm. was just amazing in that whole. Yep. Um, and listen, what probably one of the first artists to like pay tribute to African culture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so I think that was really dope. Um, all right. So I have three honorable mention. Busta. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so one is going to be Pastor Cavassier. Okay. Damn, Definitely. okay, four. We also got to mention, don't this shit make my people want to jump? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, that was like my clubbing days, so we were definitely, you know, doing that. Mm-hmm. We were jumping. Um, third is going to be his verse on uh, the Chris Brown joint. Look at me now? Definitely. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, that was like, because I remember at that point, we hadn't heard from him in a minute. And it was like, oh, Bussa is still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it was to the point where, I mean, Chris Brown even did his thing, like complimenting him and trying to adapt the flow. But then it's like you hear Bus, and it's just all <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, he's unfuckwittable. Like there's nobody fucking with him. Facts. Um, and then one of my all-time favorite Busta Rhymes moments, um, which really makes me like whenever I think of it, like that was another moment where I really did fall in love with him. I'm okay with saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've accepted it now. Was the moment in higher learning where he basically set it off on the fucking skinheads <laughs> or whatever we're calling those white supremacists. Yeah. And again, by the way, foreshadowing in that movie, it's like we've just made no progress in society because that was like 20 probably 30 closer to 30 years ago yeah. and look but anyway when he like literally started that fight <laughs> like 
it was like you knew shit was about to go down. Like I absolutely loved him in that movie. And yeah. Definitely. So Okay. I like that. My number one is gonna be weird, right? And this is again, this is why it's my favorite. Not necessarily me saying what I think is overall like objectively the best but uh break your neck that video for me automatically puts it this motherfucker headbutted a ram in the video like that shit (laughs) you can't you can't take away from that um this is true i forgot that one yeah uh sick video sick song uh i think i was maybe a freshman in high school when that song came out and i just remember at every school dance when that played the, it was it was lit um before lit was a thing so like uh that's my number one like i and it's it's sentimental as much as anything because i still remember that dance where i first keep in mind i was living in germany at that time so we always got songs pretty late and when that song came on everybody was like is that new buster rhymes and it was just it was one of those things where you immediately felt the energy and then i saw the video maybe two weeks later and i was like this is bananas um so yeah that's my number one okay i respect it you know, I just thought about that could probably fuck with him in a versus who? besides Luda, who we all agreed, you know, yeah. kind of equals him in character and energy. But Redman. Ooh, I like right? where, I like where your head went with that. And he's he's a legend. He's way more on Buster's caliber than T.I. could ever be. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that. Shots fired there. Yeah. But <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> And again, he also was another clown that would have like some crazy videos and always created these crazy personas in all of his songs and albums. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Redman is somebody who still, I mean, he still comes out with quality music now. I mean, it does, of course, doesn't get the mainstream play. But if you were to go look at like his Spotify, or his his catalog and Apple Music, I think he's honestly released an album like three out of the last four years he's released something so um yeah yeah reggie noble is fucking a beast so let's not forget yeah. about him at all uh damn i liked it i liked it uh but that's it that's been the episode mary a shorter episode of course we don't have baylor it just feels weird so it's kind of fitting that it's going to be shorter than our normal episodes because I'm not going to lie. This feels really weird without Baylor. So, uh, it does. Yeah. It makes I mean, you... I could have still kept talking about Buster, but, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. We miss his energy. So definitely, definitely. So, uh, it's been a weird time. Uh, hopefully we, we get off here and, and Nevada's announced or somebody has, so we can just get over with, with this election. But, uh, Mary, <laughs> uh, but before we get into, and I know Mary usually go first, but I want to make sure that we shout out our boy, make sure you guys go and follow Baylor at Baylor the Great on every social media platform. Make sure you follow him and support him. Um, But Mary, go ahead and give him your social media. Yes, follow Baylor and make sure he never misses another episode again. Exactly. Um, And I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms and at Young Urban Moms. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio gmail.com. And like Mary said, make sure you guys go and follow Yum. What her and her team are doing over there is amazing, uh, especially for for young urban moms. So this is a platform that's created just for you guys. So make sure you guys go and support her. Make sure you go and support Baylor. Uh, what he does at Baylor for President, uh, member of the Red Sinus Net- Network. See, I have this whole thing memorized. Uh, but that's it. We are out. Uh, this has been a break, the Burks Radio. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And this week, we out here. Peace. Come on, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, nigga.
nigga, what? What a surprise. Give you something, make a nigga close both of your eyes. All my niggas getting money capitalized. Die, little small guy, we on the rise. Everything a nigga touch, platinumized. Full of your quip, you know we coming on our supplies. Got a big gun and I'ma show you the size. You fuck with any of my flip mode family ties. Me and my niggas be coming through, stalking you out. Killing off any and everything you talking about. See you in the club, now we walking you out. Should've thought twice before you went and open your mouth. Yo, anyway, we stay keeping it moving. Fuck it with the wrong nigga, hope you know what you're doing. Now blame me, all the same niggas is lame. It's not a game, nigga name still split in your brain. Y'all niggas had enough? Give me some more. Y'all niggas want the wild shit? Give me some more. Yo, Spliff, where the weed at? Give me some more. I know y'all niggas need that. Give me some more. Even though we getting money, you could give me some more. With the cars in the big crib, give me some more. Everybody spread love. Give me some more. If you want it, let me hear you say it. Give me some more. Flash with a rash, give me my cash, look at my ass. Running with my money, sung go out with a blast. Do what you want, the niggas cut in the corner. You fucking up the order, go ahead and meet the reporter. Yo, she telling news on how you switch to a bitch. Little fake funny down, nigga, chill with a snitch. So now I pass you, say I don't got nothing to ask you. Make a little room for me, you know my niggas to pass through. Cartier, Sydney, Portier, hooray shit. Roll with all of my niggas from around the way shit. When I come through, your niggas know I do my thing. Bring more shit to generate money. Cha-ching. Arrest you, lyrically, flow will caress you. Bless you, then a nigga come to your rescue. Why you assuming nigga blossom and bloom? I'm coming soon, hit you with a boom, give me some room. Y'all niggas had enough? Give me some more. Y'all niggas want some wild shit? Give me some more. Hey, Spliff, where the weed at? Give me some more. I know y'all niggas need that. Give me some more. Even though we getting money, you can give me some more. Cars in the big crib. Give me some more. Everybody's red love. Give me some more. If you want it, let me hear you say it. Give me some more. Yo, yo. Live nigga shit. Know what I mean? That represent why we getting money and reign supreme. Hope y'all niggas know we